Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview-style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well-being of newborns and their families. Innovation in the neonatal unit is not confined to technology. At BC Women's Health, it includes adding a psychologist to the NICU team. To learn more, I'm joined by Dr. Sundesh Shoananda. He's an associate professor of neonatology at the University of British Columbia and medical director of the neonatal program at BC Women's Hospital. Julie DeSalaberry is senior director of neonatal programs at the hospital. Welcome both to NeoChats. Can you speak to why you see this role? is being needed in the unit. Thank you, Jenna, for asking this question. So I would like to answer this uh, by giving a bit of background and then coming to answer. So as you know, BC Women's Hospital is a quaternary perinatal center and its focus has always been family outcomes and not just on infant outcomes. And BC Women's Hospital has always uh, been a leader in innovative care practices model whether it is mother-baby couplet care model in level two NICU, or opening up a separate part for infants with medical complexity, one of its own in North America. So as an extension of it, uh, this integration of psychologists is another innovative model which we have added up. Our hospital has been thinking about how to improve the workplace wellness, culture, and experience. And we are very fortunate to also have a director of workplace wellness. So it all goes on to say that as a whole organization, we have embraced the importance of wellness, whether it is family or care providers in our organization. Coming on to the next step about uh, the neonatal care itself, as you can see, the neonatal care and outcomes has improved tremendously over the last couple of decades. And it's not just because of medical care, but there have been advances in family integrated care, developmental supportive care, so that it's not just medicine, but we have to gently nurture the babies, whether it's pain management or care, positioning, hearing, all those things have improved. And also we have got better at providing family-centric care. That means eliciting family values, preferences, goals, their fears and worries, and coming up with an individualized care plan, which works for families. And now coming on to how are we doing in NICU and why we brought in a psychologist in our own unit. As you all know, NIC is a very stressful environment especially when the babies are acutely ill. You may know the diagnosis, but you may not know the trajectory in which the babies are progressing. Or uh, despite the best care, uh, you have a situation where the infant has a lot of medical complexity, then there's technological dependence and family has to transition home with a lot of those dependents. So when all, so many things are happening, it does manifest as mental health issues among families. And uh, unaddressed, it will lead on to mental health issues in family members or in extreme cases like mental health disorders. And if families are unable to manage themselves and provide safe and loving care, ultimately it impacts infant outcomes after discharge. So what do we have to do? 
we have to recognize this very early on and we have a window of opportunity in nicu the more things you can do to recognize and surface those issues up and then put some supportive care plan in place then you are already set the family on it care towards healing and better outcomes that's where we thought that there is a role for integrating psychologists in our neonatal care team we do have family advisors who are alumni parents uh, who provide peer support for family members we already have social workers within our own unit who provide a lot of uh, varied services but again picking up this mental health issues at the earliest period and coming up with maybe individualized cognitive behavioral therapy or some of the therapies which social workers may not be proficient on their own or it may be beyond their scope so that's where we recognize there is a role for psychologist and that could be integrated within the existing milieu of nicu care team i think it's so interesting how you talk about the the opportunity that you have to bring this forward that it's more powerful than just talking to family members about the fact that there might be some mental health implications you're using that opportunity to really put it in front of them and have that connection and break down those barriers are you seeing that happening within the unit so we are seeing uh, we are uh, i mean it's still very early on i would say uh, so this has been in place for maybe just over a year now so we are still learning how things work but i think we are making some progress so before if you say uh, it was all hidden and parents don't be will not be forthcoming about seeking professional help and also including me i didn't know what's the role of psychologist and how they could be helpful for families and not only in nicu maybe after transition but having an official role in nicu brings this to forefront people will start asking how are they going to help how is their role different from others and then just by interacting with families it gives an opportunity to fa- for families to know how a psychologist could be helpful and maybe some families can continue to benefit from their services during an icu stay and also after it julie i'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about more the the logistics and and what it's like from the team point of view to integrate this care a great question i i probably loop back maybe 10 years ago because certainly we have a very strong psychology um lead um on site our our department of psychology um we're always very um hopeful of having a psychologist in the nicu so it's not new to have psychologists in nicus um but certainly here at bc women's um over the years uh it was a it was an ask and i think what there's more and more literature showing that having that full collaborative team that interprofessional that we all have something to bring to to the team but that there was a you know a piece that we hadn't really addressed um fully so for for certain our social workers um, provide a very broad 
you know, uh, spectrum of scope of care and a lot of supportive uh, counseling. But it was this other area where um, we were hearing from families, we were hearing from our social work colleagues, and also from the point of care staff that we felt that there was more that could be offered to families. And certainly looking to other area, other, you know, um, organizations who had actually implemented a role for psychology. And, um, and so I think, um, you know, our dream came true, we actually purpose built into our budget to bring in a psychologist when we opened our for our um, 70 uh, single room NICU. Um, so really, that was a huge shift for us as well. Um, and we did take our time, I will say to roll it out because we, we introduced a number of new roles, we introduced the family advisors. So that's our peer um, support people with um, lived experience of being parents in the NICU. And also um, just to make sure that we had really good role clarity before we brought on the psychologist. I think from a logistics perspective, that was time well spent um, so that the role was a little bit um, better defined for coming in because one person cannot see every single family nor do ev does every single family require um, to probably see the psychologist. I think the other thing that we also wanted to um, do when we were bringing the model in. So this is about the implementation and, and that is to really work from a strengths-based model versus looking for a problem per se. Obviously there are gonna be some folks that do have um, some you know, more perhaps needs um, in a, from a mental health perspective than others, but that we really looked at what, what are, how are we supporting families? What are the things that we are putting in place that um, that really help build up families and where are those other areas. And then for families who need more, then we have these additional services of the psychologist. Our psychologist participates in our weekly family support rounds. Um, so we went away from the psychosocial calling, you know, which is quite a traditional kind of term. So really trying again to really, what is that, um, the, the mental model that we want to share. And then, um, and that is a very collaborative interprofessional um, uh, forum and it includes our family advisors. So we have parents present in most of our, um, and these are, you know, even our clinical rounds for our patients with complex medical needs. Our family advisors are there, our social workers are there and as, as well as our psychologists. So I think really um, establishing that foundation um, was critical. Uh, as we brought in the new role. So as, as uh, you know, Dr. Shivananda said that it is, you know, early days and we're, we're looking at it, but it's been very you know, well ex um, sort of um, received. And in fact, I would just say, we just had our first um, mental health week. So in, in the NICU to raise awareness about mental health. So I think, uh, you know, uh, to uh, Dr. Shivananda's uh, point about just, you know, it changes the conversation where it is something that we discuss and that we take it out of, you know, kind of like this uh, closed environment where people can't talk about it. Because quite frankly, you know, having a baby in the NICU isn't, you know, I think as healthcare providers, we tend to normalize the experience quite a bit because it is our everyday work and we spend a lot of time at work. But for families, it is an unusual experience. And often the, the responses are very normal in an unusual experience. And so um, I think there's a lot that we can do to support families. It sounds as though your unit is learning a lot about itself and your work through this program. Yeah, I would say so. And I think it's building on the work that, you know, I think, again, the foundations that we actually can articulate, like our model of care and what we 
what we espouse to support families. So really, um, you know, the family integrated model that was mentioned that really we see families, uh, you know, we first of all, foremost, try to prevent separation as much as possible throughout. Parents can stay with their baby 24 seven. There's no restrictions or the amenities are much more supportive of that with a single room. And um, also that we see parents as the, you know, the primary decision maker, discretionary decision maker for their baby, and that we involve parents in as much of the hands-on care as possible. And so we are you know, slowly working through traditional models as most NICUs are these days, because we know that the outcomes for not only the baby, but the mother and the family, the health of the family, it is imperative that the parents and mothers are involved with that direct care of their baby. Doctor, I'm wondering, you touched on it earlier that that it kind of opened your eyes to to looking at things in a, in a broader way. What do you think are going to be some of those long-term changes that come out of this for for you and for other healthcare providers? What I'm thinking uh, is just, uh, I can only describe how I'm learning going through this process. Uh, It was an eye-opener for me uh, coming from medical background and also with the health care resource constraints. So if you see level three NICU and how traditionally it's built on, you get a baby who is ventilated. The moment baby comes off the breathing machine, the next day if baby is stable, consider transferring the baby to another level two center and move on. And then you have done your job and baby is recovering well. That's the extent to which as a medical physician, I would think of. But now while going through this and integrating this role, it has really opened up the importance of families' mental health and their lived experience be as optimally optimized as much as possible so that when they're leaving the unit, so there is no ongoing stress or coping issues or system navigation issues, or if there are some hidden uh, uh, hesitation in them where they cannot discuss their feelings or how to seek support, So it's not going to come out on its own. So you have to provide all avenues for it to be surfaced up. And then an individual family support plan is placed. And that plan continues on with the baby and family when they transition to level two or when they go home. Although I don't think I can quote any study about any unit integrating psychologist services and that leading on to five or 10 IQ points higher in babies or families separation rates or any of those outcomes being lower, those are the angles. uh, I think it would eventually make a difference. Uh, Happy, healthy family or uh, ability of the family to manage the stressful situations and manage themselves would always lend them in a better situations to look after babies during their growing years. And that would contribute to a healthy child and a healthy child would eventually lead on to a healthy adolescent and a well-integrated, well-productive person in the long run. I love that. That sounds so fantastic and so, so much at the core of what I would think we've always been trying to do, but each step brings us that much closer to realizing how much we have to do to make that happen. And Julie, do you have any thoughts you want to leave us with, maybe people who are listening who 
might now be thinking, oh, I think we need to go through this kind of process. What, what do you want them to think of? Well, I, I, I think just to kind of tag on, you know, to the whole idea of the wellness and having families be as intact coming out of a very long journey, I think is really important. And we do know uh, from the literature as far as the outcomes of what stress, the, the impacts of stress, although it may seem rather separated from, you know, you're in the, the NICU and, and you, you go home, but those early experiences impact the way parenting happens and parent role acquisition and feeling confident and about your role as a mother and as a parent um, in the NICU has impacts to how you feel about parenting. We can't underestimate the impact of stress on both mothers, families, and, and children. And I think that we have a responsibility to do what we can. And, and it takes time. So I would say, if you're just thinking about it and you're just building a NICU, when you think of the model of care, like it, that's, that's how we approached it was to really think about all the pieces in, including of the, um, the healthcare team and, and what those pieces could add to that experience. Um, because it is so, all the context are it's intersectional and um, it really does um, make a difference the more the building blocks you have there but I mean I would just say like if anybody wants to talk about it of course you know we're always happy to share our experiences and you know you certainly sites would need to make look at what they have and and what they think is the best for their for their groups it's been a, a long journey to get here but I am so glad that we we made the decision to do this. Well, I'm so glad you did as well. And I'm so glad that you took the time to share this with us. And I'm sure, you know, as this continues to roll out, like you said, it's only a year in now. I think we will all be very interested to know all of the outcomes that you do realize as this moves forward. Thank you both so much. Thank you so much. I really, it was a pleasure talking to you, Jenna. You're very welcome. Thank you for having us. Julie DeSalaberry is Senior Director of Neonatal Programs at BC Women's Hospital and Health Centre. Dr. Sundesh Shoananda is an Associate Professor of Neonatology at the University of British Columbia and Medical Director of the Neonatal Program at BC Women's Hospital. NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages.